This is The Bittersweet Life, a show for expats, former expats, travel lovers, and people who dream about moving far away someday. I'm Katie Sewell, a repatriate to Seattle in the United States after a year in Rome. My co-host is Tiffany Parks, an expat in Rome. If you're new to the show, I encourage you to join us for the whole journey by beginning with episode one. If you're really interested in today's theme, however, back up to the beginning afterwards. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And today we are going to talk about what are the best places and the worst places for expats to live, according to a new survey. And uh, Tiffany, yes, I sprung this idea on you and I think I'm the only person who has read about the survey. So I'm going to make you do some guessing, I think, just for fun. I love this. I'm already so excited. <laughs> I love anything that has to do with like quizzes and guessing things. All right. Well, let me give you the premise. Okay. So Expat Insider, and I will put a link, by the way, at our Facebook page and on Twitter so that you can read all of the data yourself and look up where you live because we won't be talking about everywhere, obviously. But Expat Insider conducted a survey to look at expat life across the world. They uh, surveyed almost 13,000 expats representing 166 nationalities living in 188 different countries or territories. Wow. And they came up with the winners of the three best places to be an expat this year and the three worst places. And everywhere else is ranked in between. There are 65 different locations if you were to read the entire survey. Okay. And then you can see who's in the top three and who's in the bottom three. Okay. So I figured we could talk about the top three first. Okay. And... See, maybe if you could, I'll give you extra points if you can guess just one of the top three. Oh, I get points. But if you can get all three, wow, that will be a miracle. <laughs> I doubt I'll get all three, but I'm curious before I start yes. the criteria by which this is judged. Yes. If they have whatever, like weather and bureaucracy and it's X, Y, Z. Yeah, it was in several different categories and I don't have all of them written down but generally from what I understand the categories have to do not so much with weather it has to do with general quality of life which I believe means like is there fun stuff to do you know good places to live that sort of thing the ease of settling in how easy it is to live there how secure your job is or your income is Okay. How much money you're able to make in that country, if it's safe or feels safe. Okay. If you feel welcome or unwelcome by the locals. And I think some of it has to do with whether or not you can find love there. Okay. And then a general category of what is family life like there. Wow. So those are the sort of general categories. It has less to do with terrain or that okay. sort of thing. But I bet some of that is in the quality of life index. If you were in a Antarctica, your quality of life might be lower. Right. <laughs> yeah, you might not find love there either. You might find penguins. <laughs> right. But I doubt you're going to find love. In Antarctica a- is not a, a location that is in this survey. Well, no. I mean, I don't think Antarctica is inhabited. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, one of the first countries that popped to my mind, but then as you were reading off this list, I thought, mm, maybe not, was Canada. 
Mm -hmm. because I know that they're quite welcoming to immigrants. But I guess that's not quite the same as we've talked about a long time ago, basic differences between expats and immigrants. So I'm going to say no, not Canada, although that was a, a first thought. Ooh, this is hard. Um, let's see. I'm going to put, I guess I, I, get, I get three guesses and hope that one of them is in the top three. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to say Holland or the Netherlands. Okay. Um, I mean, I obviously lean towards Europe because that's where I'm an expat. But of course, there are lots of places in the world to be expat. So um, I'm going to guess not South America, although maybe Argentina. I mean, Argent I don't know. No, I would say Argentina is not that super safe. So I'm not going to say go with Argentina or anywhere in South America. Um, Asia, I feel like you could live well, but... I feel like it would be hard to be accepted there by locals, like as one of them. Africa, I feel like, I feel like Africa could be a wild card. I think Africa is one of those places in the world that people have this image of what Africa is. And then, you know, it's a totally different thing once you're actually there. So I don't know. Africa is kind of, I know South Africa is dangerous, or at least Cape Town, I believe is dangerous. Um... Gosh, this is hard. So hard. It's partly because there's so many different places in the world. There's, yeah, the world is huge. <laughs> well, I could give you some clues if you'd prefer. Yeah, maybe. maybe, maybe well, okay. Let me let me at least guess one more without any clues. Okay. I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna say. You can cut off this like blank. Yeah, <laughs> blank air time. <laughs> Forty-five minutes later of dead silence. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Scotland. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I don't know. I'm just, I honestly, I have no idea. I have no idea. Give me a hint. Do you want to do one more? You want to just throw one more into the mix? Okay. I'm just going to throw this out. I'm going to say Thailand. Okay. Well, you're wrong on all counts. None of those are in the top three. None of them are in the top three. Now that's not to say that they did terribly. Okay. I'll tell you where your, the ones you guessed lie on the list first. Okay. So the Netherlands, your top choice for maybe number one, is actually number 13. Oh, that's not bad. Not bad at all. Did you want me to throw Canada in there or did that never make the list? You might as well throw Canada in there. Just give me some extra. Just throw it in. Yeah. Okay. So Canada was 16th. Also pretty good. Scotland. I mean, Scotland is, a, is not its own country. Not yet anyway, I should say. They might just leave the UK. Yeah, I don't have them as one of the potential spots. Thailand is 18th. 18th. Well, I think those are all pretty decent numbers. Yeah, not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. So the top three. Well, no, give me a hint first. Oh, okay. The top one, I don't think you'll be able to guess. Okay. But it is in the Middle East. Really? Is it um, the United Arab Emirates? Mm -mm. It is uh, technically a Arab constitutional monarchy that's in the Persian Gulf. Does that help you at all? Oman? No. <laughs> I don't know. Just tell me. I'm d guessing no one's going to be interested in hearing me like throw country names out. Okay. So number one is Bahrain. Bahrain? Mm-hmm. My God. I would never in a zillion years have guessed Bahrain. Ever. Yeah, I know. So this year it jumped. 
in 2016, it was 19th on the list. Huh. And it jumped to number one in 2017. Now, you don't think it's because, like, maybe only one expat is there. <laughs> and they, like, all of a sudden started talking really good about it. And they're like, 100% of expats in Bahrain think it's awesome. They love everything about it. <laughs> when really there's only that one guy. Yeah. So, basically, they get number one because of two main factors. One is ease in settling in. Mm-hmm. And two is high level of career satisfaction. Okay, I got that. But I feel like even though you can settle in easily, and I think I'm guessing they mean like get yourself situated with housing and, you know, a school for your kids and a car and stuff like that. I don't feel like it would be very easy to build a community there, at least not with locals. I don't know. What I have is the snapshot. I could read more details there's all these different categories, all these different questions, and then they give percentage rankings to each thing. And then if I'm going to tell you about Italy later, which is probably like last, but you know, if something's way off balance, it will pull down the good stuff. So something about Bahrain probably means that most things are pretty in balance as far as acceptance and stuff like that. But the highest, the things that were ranked the highest was ease and settling in and career satisfaction. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. If they're number one, they probably did pretty great in all categories. Okay. So number two is hovering between North America and South America. Um, kind of linking the two. Panama? Close. Nicaragua? No. <laughs> oh, no. I say that because I have a friend who lived... Well, she was on this episode. She was on this podcast. She was a guest way back in 2013 or 2014, Amy Knopf. She she lived in Nicaragua and loved living there. Just thought it was a wonderful place to live. So that's why I th- thought about that. But no, I mean, I don't know. Costa Rica. Ah, Costa Rica. Actually, now that you say that, that kind of does make sense. Costa Rica. Second place... The number one thing that people said that they liked about it was that they give an extremely warm welcome to expats. Hmm. Okay. And then number three, somewhere that's within easy striking distance of me. Canada. No, we already said Canada was 16. Um, easy striking distance of you? Mm-hmm. I could go there in two weeks from now for my sister's wedding, for example. Oh, Mexico. Yep. Mexico. Really? Yeah, number three, because expats feel like it's an easy place to settle in and you get a good value for your money. Huh. I have to say out of all of those places, Mm -hmm. the one that surprises me the most is Mexico. Why? Because I feel like it's dangerous. Uh, Maybe that's just me being ignorant. I don't know. I feel like it's a corrupt country that a lot of the things that Italy has negative things Mexico has like even worse again this is just me my impressions I don't know much about it if you're living in Mexico listening to this I'm sorry I'm not trying to uh, say anything bad about Mexico I just feel that it's you know to me it feels like one of those places that it's hard to unless you're born very wealthy it would be hard to make a life for yourself but I guess if you're an expat you know you're coming you're probably working for an international company and so maybe you're all set up with your American type salary or your, you know, and therefore your money goes a long way. Yeah, I'm sure it depends a bit of, on where you live because there are really beautiful, very peaceful, lovely places in Mexico. Oh, I don't doubt that there's beauty there. I'm sure there's yeah. beauty there. I've seen pictures. Yeah, I've been to Mexico just a couple times. And I will say that both times I was there, I found the people there to be extremely friendly. 
even caretaking, because they're such a society that's built on the love of family, it's pretty easy to start feeling like family to the people that you're around all the time. And I'm sure that that's part of the satisfaction of it. I was only there for a week. And this one time I was living in this shared house where mostly day laborers were living. And even in that week, though, all of those guys started treating me like I was a little sister. And Aww. if I was out on the street and they thought somebody was acting inappropriately toward me, they will come, would come up and kind of whisk me away and threaten that person. Huh. The woman that ran the house was like a mom. She cooked everything. She took care of you. She was extremely friendly. I'm sure that something about that family culture, I'm just guessing, translates into what it would be like to live there. Easy acceptance, maybe. Uh, all right, so let's talk about the bottom three, shall we? Yeah. So while there were mix-ups in the top, Bahrain being the biggest leap from 19th to number one, the bottom three have been pretty much consistently in the bottom three for a number of years. Two of them have been in the bottom three for four years in a row, and one of them has been in the bottom three since 2015. Okay. Do you want to guess again, or do you want me to give you clues? You know, it's hard for me to guess the bottom ones because there's so many countries in the world that I don't know why it seems easier to guess, even though I got them wrong, what would be the the best? Because like, who knows? I'll let you guess one. Okay. I'll let you guess one by giving you this clue. Okay. It's near Italy. I would consider it a neighbor to you, but it is not Italy, but very close. Switzerland? Mm, not them. Who's been struggling financially more than Italy lately? It's been struggling more than Italy. Spain. Mm -mm. Greece. Greece, yes. Greece. Greece. At the very bottom, number 65. Ah, there are only 65. Okay, for some reason I thought there were 883 countries in this, but yes, you said there were only 65. No, it's people living in 188 countries or territories responded, but... The survey only reports on 65, like the top okay. 65, you know. Okay. So yes, Greece being the bottom of the list. The other two are Kuwait and Nigeria. That's not super surprising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Greece, the expats there report that their income doesn't cover their daily expenses, and that's their main complaint. Mm -hmm. In Kuwait, the expats reported that it has improved through the years when it comes to job security, but the quality of life isn't very good. Mm -hmm. uh, and it also comes in last for leisure options and personal happiness. Wow. That's Kuwait. And Nigeria, while it had significant improvements this year when it came to personal financial issues, it still fares the worst when it comes to transportation, health and well-being, and safety and security. That's Yeah, those are important things. <laughs> so, so rounding up the top 10, though, just in case you're interested, where the top 10 places to live right now, if you're thinking to move, consider these 10 places. Bahrain, number one, Costa Rica, Mexico, Taiwan, Portugal. You know, I was going to say Portugal. Yeah, it's number five. I read an article that was like, Port this is like a year ago now. Portugal is like the best place. For, I it was probably meaning in, in Europe, but like Portugal is the best place to be an expat in Europe. And I don't remember why, but I remember them saying that Portugal was a great place to be an expat. Hmm. So go ahead. So number five is Portugal. Five is Portugal. Six, six, New Zealand. Seven, Malta. Colombia. Colombia. Singapore. Wow. And Spain. Spain. Those Spain are the top is ten. number 10. I'm surprised at that. Here are the bottom 10. Okay. So we're starting at number 56 and we're going to 65, right? Okay. 
Should I go backwards? Should I go Greece upward? Or should I go from 56 to Greece? Go 56 to Greece. Okay. 56, Turkey, India, Qatar, Ukraine, Italy. Oh, my God. 60, Saudi Arabia, Brazil, Nigeria, Kuwait, and Greece. Italy is number 60. Italy is number 60. I know. (laughs) That's... Can you believe it? How do you feel about that? I'm not terribly surprised, but... I, I thought it would be kind of low, but I didn't think it would be that low. Mm-hmm. That's really, really low. That's really low. Especially since Spain is number 10. Right. And here you were feeling all superior. Well, the thing is, Italians do feel superior to Spaniards. Like, I shouldn't say Italians towards Spaniards. I don't think it's a personal thing. But I feel like Italy feels superior to the country of Spain. They think that they are in a better spot than Spain. But it's... And I haven't been to Spain in a long time. But I have Italian friends who will come back from Spain and be like, oh my God, like the metro is amazing. Everything works. It's like the city is so organized. Everything is, you know. (laughs) And yes, we hear a lot about problems with jobs for young people in Spain and things like that. But I, I think that the country is run better than Italy. And I don't know. I guess, I don't know if that makes a huge difference or not. But Oh, it does. Apparently it does. (laughs) When it comes to expat life, it does. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure for the people who actually are from there, too, it would make a big difference also. Well, I want to read you a little bit. Catherine Edwards, who writes for the local.it, which is the uh, one of the Italian newspapers online. Yes. She did a kind of breakdown article about what the survey said specifically about Italy. And since you're there... I figured I'd read you part of what she wrote and then you could respond. Okay. Okay. Because she went through and actually, you know how I told you, they actually break every country down. She actually went through and broke down Italy. And so she did the hard work for me. Thank you, Catherine. (laughs) Okay. So here we go. Let's see. Just over half of the respondents in Italy, 51%, said that they were dissatisfied with their career prospects, while more than a third... 36% said that their income was insufficient to cover their daily expenses. And almost half, 47%, earned less in Italy than they did at home. Now, is any of that surprising to you? No. Actually, it surprises me that it's not worse. It surprises me that only 36%, what was it? What was the 36%? 36% said their income was insufficient to cover their daily expenses. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, there are expats and there are expats. There are expats like me who are just like, hey, I'm going to do this, you know? I'm going to go over there and make it work and teach English or or do a tours or figure it out, you know? There's that kind of expat. And then there's the other kind of expat, which is, you know, I work for a multinational corporation and they are sending me over here. And there's, you know, or I work for FAO, you know, the Food and Agricultural Organization or those types of people who, you know, have different types of salaries, have a salary that is in keeping with what they would have had back home. They have apartments set up for them. They have, sometimes they even have their rent paid. So it's hard for me, you know, whenever you talk about expats, I, I like can't really figure out who to picture in my head. They're, picture, they're talking about those types of expats or types of expats like me who just kind of went on their own dime, on their own sort of, on the seat of their pants. I get the impression that it's both. Yeah, I suppose it is both. And so maybe in Italy... Part of the skewing of the numbers might be that maybe there aren't as many corporations sending people there Perhaps. than they would be other places. Yeah. She says later on in this article that 
a lot of the respondents reported that they were in education, which to me says teaching English as a second language, teaching yoga. Or also teaching it in international schools. Right. There are quite a few international high schools, elementary schools here. And colleges, for that matter. And colleges. Yeah, and colleges. But honestly, I'm surprised that only 47% of the people say that they were making more money in the States. I would feel like that would be 100%. <laughs> almost half, 47% earn less in Italy than they do at home. Yeah, that's surprising. So almost thought, half of the people take a pay cut to move there. Well, basically. I thought it would be much more because, I mean, yeah. it's... it's it's Because you certainly it, did. <laughs> it, the salaries in Italy are just, they're obscene when you compare them with the cost of living, at least in a city like Rome. I mean, maybe if you live in a tiny, tiny, tiny little town, but then I don't know what kind of job you're going to find there. Um but, you know, if you live in Rome, Rome is an expensive city, very expensive when you compare it to salaries. So, right, yeah, I'm surprised it's, it's not worse. But anyways, go on. I want to hear more. Now, here's the interesting thing, too, though. Overall, however, exactly three quarters of respondents, so almost everybody, responded that they were happy with life in Italy, partly due to a high level of satisfaction with friendships and relationships. Well, that makes sense, too. I mean... Italy seduces you. So many of us who live over here, we can't quite believe because there are just there are really wonderful positive aspects about Italy. Obviously, I mean, I don't think I'm surprising anyone by saying this. <laughs> um, you know, it is there is a je ne sais quoi about about Italy. You know, you walk down the streets, the bells are tolling, the there's cobblestones everywhere you walk, and the beautiful churches and it's romantic and the men are romantic and attractive and, uh, <laughs> you know, the people are vivacious and social, most of them. So, yeah, I, that makes sense, too. Yeah. And according to this survey, the typical foreigner in Italy moves there for love or just for Italy, which would be your category, mm-hmm. but struggles with the limited careers prospects and the ailing national economy. So when it comes to the love question... Whether or not love was the primary reason for moving, she writes, as in 17% of the cases, romance seems to blossom in Italy with a total of 57% of expats dating or married to an Italian, compared to a global average of just 35% of expats finding love with a local. Yeah. So almost 60% of expats in Italy marry or date an Italian person. Again, that surprises me that it's not higher as far as dating, like... I would say that unless you move to Italy as a married woman or a woman in a relationship, I would wager that 100% of single expat, female expats in Italy have at least gone on one date with an Italian. It's just hard to imagine there's a single female expat, um, at least a straight one, who would, who would not have at least at one point in her time had a date with an Italian if she was single. Men, it's a little bit harder because the females are a little bit more difficult to crack, like the female Italians. Like they're a little bit more, you know, choosy, whereas the Italian men, like, you know, they're like magnets on the foreign women. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess people, a lot of people come as, uh, as you know, already married and in families and stuff like you did. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, 
That's definitely not surprising. Most of the stuff that you've said so far about Italy has not surprised me. Yeah. They do say in the survey, too, that most expats reported that knowing the Italian language was extremely important when it came to living there, Mm -hmm. which obviously in other parts of the world, knowing the language would not be as important, Mm -hmm. generally speaking. I did find that to be true when I was there, that vast majority of people in Rome, at least, did not speak English. So then the final sort of takeaway is that Italy didn't do terrible in the rankings. So it ranked 34th out of 65 for quality of life and 31st for well-being. But it got dragged way down (laughs) by its poor performance in the working life and career category, as well as in personal finance. Because the money was so bad, it dragged everything down. Oh, and then they also talked about um, Italians who move abroad and their responses. Some problems seem to apply to Italians themselves who moved abroad, with 72% of Italian expats saying that they moved in order to earn more or to live somewhere with a greater political and economic stability than their home. The same percentage said that they earned more in their new country than in Italy, with Switzerland and Germany being the most popular destinations. And despite potential financial benefits to moving abroad, Italians were more likely than other nationalities to report trouble settling into their new country and to feel dissatisfied with their relationships, with 43% of them single and 51% of them struggling to make friends. Hmm. Well, I do know that a lot of Italians who move abroad like that, they suffer. They really, I feel like in other countries, people become expats because it's an adventure, because they want to see the world, they want to explore their horizons, et cetera, et cetera. As Italians, and again, I'm generalizing, but I feel like Italians, when they move abroad, it's really a very much more practical reasons, the ones that you just said, you know, to have more financial stability, to have more career mobility and all of this. But they don't really want to be there. They don't, Italians want to be in Italy. Like it's, almost all of them. They love their country. And I mean, everyone, you know, loves their country. But Italians, like, they they suffer when they're not in Italy. (laughs) And you can kind of understand why. Is it such a beautiful place? And so many amazing things about it from the food to the weather to just the beauty of it. And the family aspect, you know, Italians are also very, very close to their families, their parents and their grandparents. And when they leave, they really, they really, really suffer. And so the ones that do go away, you know, they, sometimes they go away out of desperation as they feel like they can't, you know, they can't make it in their own country and they're being forced out of their country to have a, any kind of a life, which I think is sad, even though I'm an expat, but that wasn't, that wasn't my reasoning. Yeah. But I think that's the case with lots of expats around the world too, forced out for better opportunities. Well, I think that's the case with a lot of immigrants. Again, that's that very slippery line between immigrants and expats. I don't feel like most expats are leaving out of desperation. I think it's either a job opportunity because they're being sent somewhere by their company, or it's just adventure. I've always wanted to live in Costa Rica. I'm just going to do it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about Claudio, do you think? Is he different or is he... Because I know we've talked so many times on this show about his desire to move to America. And mm-hmm. then, of course, he has a wife from the United States, so it's possible that he could at any time, really. Yeah, I mean, any time. I don't know about any time. But if you were willing. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, much, it's much more simple. It's much more simple for us 
or for him, I should say, than it would be for another Italian guy married to an Italian woman or single. He does talk about it. He does. I know that if I, you know, got an amazing job in the States, if we knew that we weren't going to have to like really stress about him finding a job right away, that if it's like I had some job that would support us both for a couple of years while he looked for a job, I don't think he would have any qualms. I think he would be happy to go. But taking the leap of moving there, not knowing what we're going to do, both of us having very stable jobs here, even though they're not the most financially rewarding, I think that it's one of those things that we talk about, but I have a hard time seeing it happen. It's hard enough to leave your own country, especially for Italians. But when you don't even know if you have something you're going to, it makes it even harder. Right, right. Well, to wrap it up, if you had to choose one of the top three, I'll give you the top five of the place that you are moving next. Bahrain, Costa Rica, Mexico, Taiwan, or Portugal. Where are you going to (laughs) go? That's easy. I know. Can you guess? Portugal. Yeah, I would go to Portugal. <laughs> I would go to Portugal. Obviously, I was actually thinking about that just when we were talking a minute ago. And I thought about when I read that article, I thought, oh, Portugal. So, so close, but so, so much better, apparently, according to these numbers. There you go. But if I had to choose from the top three, I would choose, um, I think I would choose Costa Rica. Yeah, that would be great. And I'll scope out Mexico for you when I go to my sister's wedding. Yeah, I mean, Mexico is a much bigger country, you know, so yeah. you have more op- options of where to go, whereas Costa Rica is quite tiny. Well, and am I right in assuming that if you were going to move to one of the bottom three, you'd choose Greece? What Remind me of the other two, Nigeria and... Nigeria or Kuwait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I would be moving <laughs> to Greece. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's close enough to Italy, too. It really surprises me that two countries as similar culturally and geographically as Portugal and Greece, and economically, quite frankly because they're part of that group of what they call the pigs countries. Have you heard of this expression? Mm-mm. No. Pigs, it stands for Portugal, Italy, Greece, and Spain. Hmm. And I think Ireland is or was in there as well. You know, and it's these countries that, according to economists, are kind of dragging Europe down and are a strain economically. It surprises me that two countries of these of this group, one would be number three, is it? Five. Number five, sorry. And one would be dead last. Yeah. Surprises me. What was the other one in pigs? Italy, Greece, Portugal, and what? Spain. Oh, Spain. So you have two in the top 10 and two in the bottom 10. That's so interesting. It is interesting. But of course, that's just based on the expat experience. That's not based on the experience of how they affect Europe as a whole. Mm -hmm. Or how locals live. Well, either way, I'm going to post both the Internations survey and the article that's just about Italy, written by Catherine Edwards to both of our places, Facebook and Twitter, in case you want to investigate a little deeper. That's at bittersweetpod and at facebook.com slash bittersweetlifepodcast. So we should leave it there. I don't know if we've learned anything today, but at least you're doing okay in your expat experience, Tiffany, and at least you found love. Yeah, yeah, I at least got the, I just got that out of it, you know. <laughs> you I can't it. be financially solvent. At least, like, uh, at least I have love. At least you got a dude and a child out of the matter. Yeah. <laughs> and you get to live in Rome, which, you know, sounds so great. It sounds great, doesn't it? It does. 
<laughs> I know. Having lived it myself, I only dream of getting back there someday. Although this survey, I got to say, gives me pause. Maybe I'll go to Portugal instead. Scope it out for me and I'll follow you. So until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Bye. If you'd like to support the podcast, find the donate link at our website, thebittersweetlife.net. All donations are used exclusively for the creation of audio content, and every donor receives a handwritten thank you note. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at BittersweetPod and on Facebook at The Bittersweet Life Podcast. Write us a review and tell your friends about it so we can reach more expats, future expats, repats, travel lovers, and armchair adventurers like you. Thank you. <laughs>